Hi, this is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. Well, in our current uh, sermon series called Life on Mission, we've been talking about the life of an everyday missionary and what it, what it takes to be on mission for God. So the first week, we spoke about um, the big picture, which is living life for the glory of God, living every aspect of our lives for God's glory. Uh, because one day, according to Scripture, all the nations are going to gather before the Lord in worship to glorify His name. So that's the big picture, bringing glory to God. Second week, we, we spoke about the gospel foundations that are connected to these four key themes, God, man, Christ, and our response, or God's holiness and our sinfulness and God's solution and our response to that. And then last week, we talked about some best practices uh, for those who are living on mission with God. Specifically, we talked about identify, uh, invest, and invite. Identify those whom God is calling you to share the story with. Invest in their lives and, and just demonstrate how much you care and love them. And then invite them into a life of discipleship to follow Jesus. And so today we're going we're gonna to take all of that, all that we've learned in the last three weeks, and we're going to put it to work for us. We're going to uh, take all that we've learned in the last three weeks and talk about having fruitful gospel conversations with the people that God has placed in our lives. Sound like fun? Amen. You don't sound too convinced yet, but by the end you will be. I'm sure of it. Film studios seem to be remembering after several years of over-reliance on special effects, that moviegoers like a good story. It may be a story we're familiar with. It may be a serialized story, but please, just give us a good story. People love a good story. And we have the greatest story, the best story in the universe to share with people. But we need to put the story together in a way that that people are captivated by and attracted to the main character of the story. And we need to take advantage of the tools and the resources available to us to help us share the story with people who need to hear it the most. So with that in mind, and I never thought I'd see the day when I ask you to take out your phones in the service. Would you take out your phone? or your, your iPod, or your iPad, or your tablet, whatever you've got. And there's lots of rustling, so I know that a lot of people have such devices. I didn't say vices, I said devices. So take out your device, and I think with the free Wi-Fi that we have in the building, it's fairly robust internet, it should allow you all to access your app store. So I want you to access iTunes or Google Play Store, whatever it is that you use for your apps. You got it? It's kind of up and running. You're getting there. Some people are saying, how do I turn this thing on? <laughs> so I, I, we want you to search for an app called the Life Conversation Guide. And that's what it looks like on iTunes. It's got these three circles connected by arrows. So look for that app. And download that app on your, on your phone or your, your tablet right now. Un download it right now. I'm not going to necessarily wait for it to download. 
uh, but keep going and just say that this is really a brilliant tool for sharing your faith, and we're going to use it this morning. I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to ask you to work with me. Just, just work with me here for a few minutes. We're going to walk through this together so we can learn how to share the greatest story ever told with people who need to hear it, people that God has placed in our lives, the people that we've identified, uh, and the people that we're investing in. Now we want to, to invite them into a life of discipleship and to follow Jesus by using this, this tool, this, this app. And for those of you who don't have a phone or don't use a phone regularly, you don't have a tablet, don't worry, we got you covered. We got you covered this morning. We have a paper copy of this Life Conversation Guide that we're going to hand out in just a moment. So if, if you don't have a, a, a smartphone or a, or a dumb tablet, then we've got you covered. We, we've got some paper copies of the Life Conversation Guide. So I'm going to ask the ushers to come now and hand out printed copies, but just to the people who don't have it on their phone. Okay, we, we don't have enough for everybody. We only have about 100 copies. So please just take one per family and hopefully we'll have, we'll have enough. Just, just one per family and we should have enough. So if you don't have the app on your phone or your tablet, uh, then take a copy. If you can get it on your phone, uh, pass on the printed copy and let someone else have it. The reason we're doing this is because everyday missionaries don't just get together on Sunday mornings and talk about the gospel. That's, that's not how, how we do it. They don't gather together in small groups on a weekly basis and just rehearse the benefits of the gospel, as good a thing as that is to do. But rather, everyday missionaries actually share the story with those who need to hear it. And really, no matter what you do, no matter what your vocation, no matter what your job, no matter what your station in life, you can actually join the everyday mission of God. Have a look at this. I'm a student, and I'm a missionary. I'm a physician, and I'm a missionary. I'm a church planner, and I'm a missionary. I'm a pediatrician, and I'm a missionary. I am an insurance agent, and I am a missionary. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I'm a missionary. I'm an occupational therapist, and I'm a missionary. I'm in senior management and information systems, and I'm a missionary. I'm a lawyer, and I'm a missionary. So it, it doesn't really matter what you do in life. You can be on mission with God, and you can serve the Lord as an everyday missionary. So with your apps ready to go. Still downloading. Everybody's doing it at once. What's the matter with you? Well, we're not going to wait. So while it downloads, just, just take it from me, it's, it's actually there. What I'm going to be talking about in the next few minutes is actually in your app. Uh, and if you have the printed copy, you can open to the first page where it says, we live in a broken world surrounded by broken lives and broken relationships and broken systems. I mean, the thing is broken. Have you noticed? And we see the evidence of this brokenness all around us. But brokenness also happens to lead us to search for a way to make life work. That's what people end up spending their lives doing. They're trying to find a way to make life work. And in contrast to the brokenness, 
we also see the beauty and the purpose and the evidence of God's design. That's also evident. The Bible tells us God originally planned a world. He designed a world in which everything worked together. Everything and everyone uh, lived together, fit together in harmony. And in the beginning, at least, everything was good. God made such and such on the first day and saw that it was good. The second day he did this and saw that it was good. And on the third day he did this and saw that it was good. In the beginning, everything was good. God made each of us. He made men and women with a sense of purpose. And that was to worship him and walk with him and live the life of God. But, but life doesn't work when we ignore God and when we decide we're smarter than God and we can do things better than God, life doesn't work. We ignore God and His original design for our lives and things don't work well. We selfishly insist on doing things our own way. And the Bible calls this sin. The Bible calls it sin. And the Bible says and teaches us very clearly that we all sin and we all distort the original design of God. The consequence of our sin is actually separation from God. It's sin separates us from God, both now in this life and forever, unless there's some intervention later on. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So sin leads to this place of brokenness. And we see that brokenness all over the place. It's everywhere. We see it in our families. We see it in our schools, in our communities. We see it in our, in our churches. We see it in our government. And, and when we finally realize that life is not working, we start looking for ways to make it work. We, we start uh, going off into all kinds of directions and philosophy and religion and philanthropy and good works. We, we try all kinds of things to make life work. It's really a, an expression of brokenness. And the Bible says in Proverbs 14 that there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So, these man-made ways of dealing with brokenness just don't work. However, brokenness has a purpose because it often leads us to a place where we long for something better, right? Something more than what we're experiencing. And so at this point, we need a remedy. We, we, need, a, we need some good news. And that's what the gospel is. The gospel is good news. Because God loves us, God did not leave us in our brokenness and in hopelessness. God came and rescued us. Jesus, who came uh, in the flesh, God in human flesh, came to us and lived a perfect life according to God's design. So Jesus came to offer us fresh hope and fresh purpose and fresh meaning to our lives. He did for us what we could never do for ourselves. He took our sin and He took our shame on the cross with Him and He paid the penalty for our sin by His death. And He made a, a, a way possible for us to have life with God. And this is the gospel. <laughs> this is the good news. 
For God so loved the world that He, he gave His one and only Son, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. That's the good news. That's the message that brings promise and hope and meaning back into our lives. But, simply hearing the gospel, simply hearing the good news, is not enough. We need to admit before God that we are broken. We need to get honest with ourselves and get honest with God and say, yes, my, this, is, this is broken. I'm, I'm living in brokenness. I have to admit my, my sinful brokenness to God and my, my unwillingness to trust Him. We don't have the power to escape. We don't have the power to deliver ourselves. We don't have the power to save ourselves. We need to be rescued. We need to ask God to forgive us. We need to turn from our sin and turn toward God and just trust in Him. This is what the Bible calls repentance and faith. This is what it means to repent and believe. It's to turn away from the old life and turn toward God and embrace Jesus Christ and all that He's done on the cross for us. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. You will experience this gift of salvation if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And when God restores our, relation to, our relationship to Him through faith in Jesus Christ, then we begin to discover or maybe rediscover the meaning and purpose of life in this broken world. God's Spirit then empowers us to discover and pursue the will of God or God's perfect design for our lives all over again. And it's a wonderful thing. And so that, in a, in a nutshell, is the... Uh, is the three circles, the life conversation guide. Is it downloaded yet? Some are nodding yes and some are saying no. So take it up with the internet gods. I don't know. This is also referred to as the three circles because you begin with that circle of God's design and then talk about brokenness and then the gospel. What, what breaks, what destroys, what distorts God's design is this thing called sin. And, and sin in our lives creates brokenness. And all those squiggly arrows is an expression of what we do, what we, what we attempt to deal with brokenness. So we, we need a remedy. We need, we need good news. We need a rescue. And that's, that we find that in the gospel. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. But in order to, to make the gospel our own, we need to repent and believe in Him. And once we do, then God gives us the, the power and the ability to rediscover and, and pursue His original design. Make sense? That's the gospel. So now that you've heard this, God is expecting some kind of response from us. He's looking for, He's searching for, He's waiting for some response from us. He's given this wonderful gift and invited us to receive it. And, and you could talk to Him, you can express your faith. 
uh, by using simple language, simple words. Lord, my life is broken. And I know it's broken. And it's my fault because of my sin. And I need you. I believe Jesus Christ came to live and die and come out of the grave alive for me to set me free, to rescue me from my sin. So forgive me. And I turn away from my sin and I turn toward you in faith. I trust you, Lord Jesus. I know that Jesus Christ is Lord of all and so I'm going to follow Him for the rest of my days. There's no hocus-pocus language in that. It's just very real and very honest and very sincere. And that's all that people need to do. And so, not planned until this very moment, but I would like to lead you in a word of prayer. And if there's anyone here this morning listening to my voice who says, oh my goodness, I've never done that. I've never put my faith and trust in Jesus, but I see it more clearly this morning than I ever have. Why don't you do it today? Why don't you trust the Lord today? Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for pouring out your life for us so that we could be forgiven and have true life, abundant life, eternal life. And right now, Lord, there may be one or two or ten people in in this auditorium who've never crossed the line of faith. They've never put their trust and confidence in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And today's the day. And so together with these folks, we say, Lord Jesus, my life is broken. I recognize that it's broken because of my sin and I need you. I believe in you, Lord Jesus, that you came to live and die and come out of the grave alive to rescue me from my sin. Please forgive me. I turn from my selfish ways right now and put my trust in you and you alone. I know that Jesus Christ is Lord of all and I will follow him from now on and forever. In your name we pray. Amen. So folks, you can actually have a gospel conversation that could lead to the change in someone's eternal destiny in about three minutes. I've taken just a little bit longer today because usually when I explain something, it always takes a little longer. At least that's what my wife says. Even on Valentine's Day, she would say that. And I would agree with her. However, this is a conversation that you can have in three hours or or 30 minutes or, or 13 minutes or three minutes. It really is. You can give the essence of the three circles and have a life conversation, a gospel conversation with someone in about three minutes. Let me show you how. Here it is. We live in a broken world, surrounded by broken lives, broken relationships, and broken systems. This brokenness is seen in suffering, violence, poverty, pain, and death around us. 
brokenness leads us to search for a way to make life work. In contrast to this brokenness, we also see beauty, purpose, and evidence of design around us. The Bible tells us that God originally planned a world that worked perfectly, where everything and everyone fit together in harmony. God made each of us with a purpose, to worship Him and walk with Him. Life doesn't work when we ignore God and His original design for our lives. We selfishly insist on doing things our own way. The Bible calls this sin. We all sin and distort the original design. The consequence of our sin is separation from God, in this life and for all of eternity. Sin leads to a place of brokenness. We see this all around us and in our own lives as well. When we realize life is not working, we begin to look for a way out. We tend to go in many directions, trying different things to figure it out on our own. Brokenness leads to a place of realizing a need for something greater. At this point, we need a remedy, some good news. Because of His love, God did not leave us in our brokenness. Jesus, God in human flesh, came to us and lived perfectly according to God's design. Jesus came to rescue us, to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He took our sin and shame to the cross, paying the penalty of our sin by His death. Jesus was then raised from the dead to provide the only way for us to be rescued and restored to a relationship with God. This is the good news. This is the gospel. Simply hearing this good news is not enough. We must admit our sinful brokenness and stop trusting in ourselves. We don't have the power to escape this brokenness on our own. We need to be rescued. We must ask God to forgive us, turning from sin to trust only in Jesus. This is what it means to repent and believe. Believing, we receive new life through Jesus and God turns our lives in a new direction. When God restores our relationship to Him, we begin to discover meaning and purpose in a broken world. Now we can pursue God's design in all areas of our lives. Even when we fail, we understand God's pathway to be restored, the same good news of Jesus. God's Spirit empowers us to recover His design and assures us of His presence in this life and for all of eternity. <laughs> Does that sound a little familiar? So you can actually have that kind of conversation with somebody in less than three minutes. If you had to. I mean, if, if three or four minutes is all you had you could have that life-changing conversation with somebody. Use a napkin, or uh, a week from now when it finishes downloading on your, on your phone, you can you pull out the app and, and away you go. It just works with a swipe of the finger. It's fantastic. Once it eventually gets downloaded, it's fantastic. And you'll love it. You'll love it. Sometimes all you have is a few minutes to talk to somebody, whether it's over coffee or on the bus or on an airplane or whatever. But listen, don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated. I'm no longer a slave to... Why? I am a child of God. You don't have to be intimidated. You don't have to be fearful. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. 
So you don't have to be afraid. And remember, people love a good story. People love a good story. I mean, they pay $9.99 to go to the movie to hear a story that's not even close. How much is a movie nowadays? Everybody's looking at me crazy. I don't know. You pay a lot of money to go see a movie. And you pay another $100 to get a pop and a popcorn. <laughs> and this story this, that's life-changing is absolutely free. <laughs> and we can tell people. And they can enter the family of God through this story. Oh, man. People love a good story. And this is the greatest story in the universe. So, so listen to the story of an attorney who took the chance, who took a risk in sharing this story with another guy. Have a look. I had attempted to share the gospel before I once was in law school, and it was very uh, convoluted and and complicated. Um, Questions were asked that I couldn't answer. Um, it, It just was not coming out the way that I knew it in my heart and the way that it was presented. I had met a new friend named Swayze, and as he and I discussed the problems he was facing one day, I luckily had an opportunity to use a tool that I had been taught to turn conversations about life problems into conversations about the gospel in Jesus Christ. As Swayze and I had lunch uh, and discussed the problems that we were both facing, uh, I realized that Swayze was in the same place that I had been years before in in that brokenness. Uh, At this time, I took the opportunity to pull out a napkin and draw the three circles and show Swayze the brokenness that he was in and that the only way that he would be able to uh, recover from that would be to accept uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as his savior and repent and pursue the gospel. After Brad shared the three circles with me, it just felt right. I was at a point in my life where I was lost and I didn't know how to fix things. The three circles correlates to my life because I was broken, and if I just put my faith in the gospel instead of trying to do things on my own. After Brad shared God's design on the piece of napkin, we walked back to the church, myself, Brad, and another pastor. After we prayed, I felt a spiritual connection as brothers through Christ. And I I thought about what was important in my life, and that was my brother, my mom. After Brad showed me the three circles, I took it home. I showed it to my brother. It was easy for me to explain it, and then it was also very easy for him to understand it. A few weeks ago, our church held a beach baptism. I was lucky enough to be able to baptize Swayze in the Atlantic Ocean. I'm an attorney, and in my profession, I provide solutions to temporary problems all the time. It was very fulfilling this time to provide a solution that had eternity involved. If not for the gospel, we would have never crossed paths. But based on the gospel, I not only have a friend, I've got a brother for eternity. It it just doesn't get any better than that. Being able to share the greatest story ever told with somebody is the most loving thing we could do. It's Valentine's Day. But once again, the the most loving thing we could ever do 
isn't contained in a card and a bouquet of flowers. It's in the gospel. Sharing the love of God with somebody who's, who's lost and their life is broken in pieces. So use, the, use this conversation guide. Use the app sometime this week to share the love of God with somebody who needs it. There are people that God has placed in your life that you've now identified because you were sitting up straight and listening hard last week and you've identified certain people and you've begun to invest in their lives and now it's time to invite them into a life of discipleship to follow Jesus. So I encourage you to do that this week. You've got the tool now. You, you, you heard me use the same approach in December in our Christmas series. I wanted to introduce it to you undercover in December. And then we've talked about it now for the last four weeks. And how we can have this gospel conversation with people in a way that, that is understandable, memorable, um, winsome. And you've got the tool. You've got the confidence now and you're no longer a slave to fear because you are a child of God. So right at the end of our service this morning, I'd like to invite those of you who, who have this picture or a name or a face in your mind of, of who, you could, who you could share this with this week. If you would like to come to the front and just pray. Let's just spend 47 seconds and pray over the names of the people that you want to see come to faith in Christ. And then perhaps this week you'll have an opportunity to share with just one of them this life conversation guide. So we're gonna, we're, a bunch of us are going to gather up here for prayer. Uh, there will be some prayer partners, but maybe they'll be busy and you can just pray with somebody else and say, hey, let's pray for Bobby and Susie um, because they're people that I, I think God is inviting me to, to, to share with and, and pray for them and let's uh, commit them to the Lord. So let's pray now together and, um, and give thanks to God for this. Lord, we're grateful to you. We're, we're so thankful to you that you provided the way, the truth, and the life to us in Jesus Christ. Where would we be without your love? Lord, we'd still be lost in, in darkness. So we thank you that you have come to save us through the cross. You, you're, you are the hope eternal, and we bow before you today. God, we've spent now four weeks talking about life on mission, and it's come to this. It's come to this place where we've said, okay, now we need to put some feet to the gospel. We need to get out there and share the love of God using this life conversation guide or some other means and just lay this out before people. People who need you. People whose lives are broken. They may be neighbors. They may be people we work with. They may be fellow students. Some of them live right next door to us or across the back lane. So as we reach out this week with the love of God, Holy Spirit, come. Come and fall afresh on these lives that our lives intersect with so that we might have the privilege and the honor of sharing Jesus with them. In your name we pray. Amen.